What is up, all my Nexus family? It is your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley, and you are tuned into another episode of the Nexus Podcast. And on this week's episode of the podcast, I'm going to cover something that I actually had multiple conversations about this week in my office, which was the question of can chiropractic care, the adjustments that we provide, the brain-based care that we provide in our office, actually help with something like ADHD, either in a child or in an adult? So I want you to kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Nexus Podcast, where I'm going to dive deep into ADHD. Now, in this episode, I'm going to go down a little tiny bit of a rabbit hole of physiology and chemistry in the body because I really want you to understand how the neurology plays an important part and the physiology and the neurophysiology of what is happening when we have someone with ADHD. But before we get there, I got to just share with you something that I think is super important to set up. And that thing is this, is that generally speaking, people with ADHD were not just born that way. And what I mean by this is that each of us were designed to be healthy. Each of us were designed to live a long, prosperous life. And I truly and wholeheartedly believe that no one is born with ADHD. And so here is the question then is the, becomes is like, well, when does that arise in development of a child or an adult or anyone in between? And the answer to that question is this, is that generally speaking, we have some stress that we experience in our lives that leads to, in the chronic sense, the symptoms that arise with ADHD. So what I'm saying is this, is that if you have a pregnant mom who is extremely stressed out while she is pregnant with her little baby, those stress hormones are going to be pouring into baby's body and baby's developing brain, and it's going to influence their brain development to be primed for a series of issues that could lead to something like ADHD, amongst many other issues like digestive issues and skin issues, and I'm not going to get into all that on this episode because I want to keep it relatively short for you. Nonetheless, what we have to understand is that many of us are born with trauma, with stress stuck on in our systems that we don't know about. And sometimes these things may not show up until a kiddo's three years old and they start to have eczema, or a kiddo's three years old and they start to have allergies, or a kiddo's two months old and they stop sleeping well. And there are a number of symptoms that go into this, but what I'm saying is that, to be very clear, many of us are born with stress stuck on in our systems. And that stress stuck on in our systems long term will lead to things like ADHD. ADHD is only a collection of symptoms that has been termed ADHD because we don't know what else to call it. And so here are some of the symptoms of ADHD just so you are fully clear and we're on the same page with exactly what I'm talking about. And these can be in adults or in kiddos. And so here's the the list of symptoms. And I got this right off of Google, super easy to find. So the first thing, missed details, so like, or like making careless mistakes, either in schoolwork, at work, or socially as well. A lack of attention to detail or just being able to ineffectively pay attention in the first place. Poor listening skills, so inability to actually listen to someone and then repeat back to them what they were saying. So what what happens here is that the mind is basically running in the background and it's very difficult to listen. There's no follow through on task. And so what I hear in this um, symptom of ADHD is that people generally don't have the motivation to actually get things done. They may start something, then jump to the next thing, then start something else and jump to the next thing and they never really get anything done or follow through on a task. The next symptom is avoiding 
sustain mental effort. So not doing things that are mentally taxing, losing things, easily losing things and having difficulty finding them, becoming easily distracted throughout the course of the day in work, in social settings, or doing schoolwork as well. And then lastly is forgetful and daily activities. Now these things in and of themselves, I think many of us could probably go through and check boxes and say, yep, I have that, I have that, I've experienced that, I've experienced that. This is likely true because I truly believe that all of us, unless you're regularly seeing a chiropractor, have stress stuck on in our systems. This is called subcortical stress. And the stress response is interesting, but before I get into the stress response of what is actually causing ADHD, I wanna talk about a couple things. And the first thing is this, is that those collection of symptoms generally lead to a few things. One of them being low self-esteem, two being difficulty in relationships, and then lastly, just difficulty in being the person or the successful human being that each of us are designed to be. And so what this is, what ADHD actually is, is a collection of symptoms, right? But there's a cause to it. There's something that's causing it. We're not just born with it. And I truly believe that through a series of decisions that mom and dad make perinatally, meaning around the pregnancy and birth and even postpartum, and then everything that happens to that child, each of us throughout the course of our lives, plays into how well our body expresses health or our body starts to express symptoms, or if you want to call a disease like ADHD. And so what this actually is, it's called a frontosubcortical dysfunction, meaning there's a dysfunction subcortically, meaning you don't consciously know it's there or feel it, and it affects the frontal cortex of the brain. Now, before I get into the brain, I want to just back up for a second and share how stress gets stuck on in our system. So our bodies are very, very smart. Actually, I think we are the most complex organism that has ever been created, that will ever be created. Our brains, no one can match the capacity of our brains in terms of like creating a computer, yet we grew ourselves on our own. Like no one had to come in and build us for us. We built ourselves. So what I'm telling you, what I'm telling each of you is it should be an empowering message to hear is that you have the most complex piece of computer equipment that has ever been known to man that has ever been known in the universe. And that is your brain. And the cool part about it is, is that you grew your brain yourself. Yes, you had some help from mom when you were in the womb. There may have been some nutrition involved, but ultimately your cells, your body started to grow your brain yourself. And so this empowers you. It should empower you because you're the most complex piece of equipment that's ever been created that we could ever even know of as mankind. And so here's the thing. We have this frontal subcortical dysfunction because of stress that gets stuck on in the body. So our highly complex, highly specialized brain will interpret something in our environment as stressful. Now, that could be from mom in utero, that could, be, that could be a fall, that could be a car accident, that could be a spanking, that could be being yelled at, that could be child abuse, it could be pollutants in the air, it could be toxic chemicals that mom was eating when she was breastfeeding, it could be toxic chemicals that the baby is eating uh, once they're born. There are a number of different places that this stress comes from, but it's an assault on the nervous system, on that highly complex piece of machinery known as the computer system of your body, which is your brain. And so as the brain experiences stress from thoughts, from traumas, or from toxins, your brain is very smart and it decides that, oh, hey, we need to go into protective mode to make sure that we can fight off that threat that is coming at us. Now, here's the problem is that we used to be cavemen and women. And when we were cavemen and women, we would have a saber tooth tiger or a lion or a bear that would come out and attack us in the woods. And we would have to do one of two things. We would either have to fight that thing 
or we would have to run away from it. And that was about the only stress that we had. So we had to make a decision. We either fight or we run away. Well, both of those decisions require not very much logic. They actually, if you're going to fight a bear or a saber-toothed tiger, it actually requires very, very little logic because the logical thing to do would be to get the heck away from it. And so we have this stress response, but the problem is that when we were cavemen and women, we used to literally fight or run away. And now we don't have that. So we have traffic, we have cell phones, we have internet, we have the news, we have the toxic chemicals in the air, we have all the GMO foods, we have all the chemicals that we spray on all the GMO foods, and the list could go on and on and on. And the problem is, is that we experience all of these stresses, they're stresses to our system, but our bodies never fight or run away. And so when we don't fight or run away, the brain gets confused because it's trying to protect us. And what it does is it releases a cascade of hormones, which is called the stress physiology or the stress response. And that stress response is actually what leads to the cause of ADHD. So ADHD is nothing more. There's not that there's something wrong with the brain. There's something that's wrong with the environment and the environment is highly stressful to us. And as a result, because of our physiology, because of our body trying to protect itself, and because of lack of movement, we get this continuation of these stress hormones, which leads to the frontal subcortical dysfunction, which is just a dysfunction of the frontal part of the brain that inhibits learning, inhibits memory. And so let me give you a little bit of the physiology involved with this. And I'm going to try and keep it super simple for you. I'm skipping steps in the process because I want to focus specifically on ADHD because this could go into almost every chronic condition that we see with any human being, whether it's depression, whether it's obesity, whether it's cancer, whether it's diabetes diabetes, whether it's heart disease, cardiovascular disease, stroke, the stress response is responsible for all of those things. But I'm going to focus just on ADHD in this. And so here's what happens is that your kidneys start to release stress hormones. Those stress hormones, one being adrenaline, noradrenaline, and two being epinephrine or norepinephrine. Now here's what happens. Those stress hormones act on your amygdala, which is the emotional, one of the emotional centers of your brain. And so that amygdala is responsible for holding either negative emotions or positive emotions and attaching memories to them. And so as the amygdala gets stimulated by this adrenaline, noradrenaline, epinephrine, norepinephrine, what we start to get is emotional anxiety and bad memory because here's what happens, and I think we can all relate to this, is that if something bad happens to us, our brain wants to remember that experience and so the next time that it starts to happen, you can be more prepared to fight or run away from that threat. This is why if you've ever had something bad happen to you, maybe it was 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, a year ago, six months ago, 20 years ago, you think about that thought or that experience that happened in your head and you can still feel that exact same butterfly stress feeling in your stomach that you got when you experience it the first time. This is because your brain has remembered that and automatically re released a stress response, stress hormones into your system to start to affect the emotional centers of your brain to protect you. Now, here's the interesting thing. If you had lots of movement, if you were constantly fighting and running away, you wouldn't be stuck in that pattern. Yet we just sit, we don't fight or run away like we used to because we're not cavemen and women anymore. And so here's what happens. The amygdala gets affected by these stress hormones, adrenaline, epinephrine, and then it goes into, it, we get emotional anxiety and we start to associate that anxiety with the negative memories, the negative thing that's happening to us. So sometimes we don't even remember what these are, but they're stuck on within our system. The amygdala also releases a hormone called CS CRF, which turns off your ability to be logical and to th remember things short term. And it turns on instinct. I'm going to say this again because I think it is crucially important for you to understand when we talk about the symptoms of ADHD. Your amygdala releases a hormone called CRF that turns off your ability to have logical thinking. 
What was one of the things that we just talked about with the symptoms is missed details or careless mistakes because there's no logical thinking involved when CRF is released, when we have a stress response in our bodies. It also turns off short-term memory. So easily distracted, losing things, avoids being mentally stimulated, forgetful in daily activities. Those are all symptoms of ADHD and it's because of the stress hormones in our system. It's because our bodies get stuck in stress mode. And so what I'm telling you is this, is that ADHD is not something that we're just born with. It's something that our body has because it's trying to protect itself because it's experiencing stress in a in an overwhelming way. And so if we can start to get the body to experience stress less, then what we will do is we can literally completely reverse ADHD. We're not curing anything, we're just correcting the cause of the problem. Here's what else happens. When you robot your kidneys release adrenaline and epinephrine, those hormones act on the hippocampus to turn off your ability to factually learn things. The hippocampus and those hormones also turn off your ability to have memory, your ability to focus, and ultimately your ability to be motivated. So again, as we go back and we look at the symptoms of what are the symptoms of ADHD, missed details, lack of attention, poor listening, no follow through on on task, avoiding sustained mental effort, losing things, easily distracted, forgetful in daily activities. Now we have a brain basis for this. We have a hormonal basis for this. CRF turns off logic and short-term memory and it turns on instinct. And so instead of acting with some sort of logic, kiddos with ADHD, they usually like blow up or get mad about things or they just give up really, really easily because there's no logic and it's way more instinctual at this point because it's a stress physiology in the body. And then if we look at the amygdala, it turns on the emotional centers to remember specifically negative emotions for the next time. And then we turn off the hippocampus, which is responsible for factual learning, our memory, our focus, and our motivation. All symptoms of ADHD. And so this is what I'm telling you, is that if our bodies are chronically stuck in a stressed out state, because the brain is trying to protect you, but you never fighting or running away, you're going to constantly have stress hormones leaking into your system. And the question becomes, how does this happen? And it happens through improper movement of the joints of the spine. So they did these really cool studies. And they looked at cells in the hippocampus. Remember, the hippocampus is responsible for factual learning, memory, focus, and motivation. And what they found is that the stress hormones, chronic stress, without lots of movement, turns, uh, shrinks the cells of the hippocampus. On the other end, chronic stimulation of the joints of the spine and the cerebellum via lots of movement results in an increased size of those cells of the hippocampus. So this is what I'm saying. If we have experienced stress throughout our entire lives, we may not associate it with stress. This is important. I'm going to say that again. You may not associate it with stress. I talk to tons of people who come into my office and say, no, I'm not really that stressed out. And then when we do the scans with them, we can show them exactly where the stress is stuck on in their system. And unless you know where that's at, you don't know if your body's stressed out or not because this is called subcortical. It's a frontal subcortical dysfunction, meaning a dysfunction of the frontal lobe of your brain that you cannot feel. 
except for you have the symptoms of ADHD and someone else just wants to give you medication, which actually is going to mess up your physiology further instead of actually addressing the cause, which is a brain and a neurophysiology conversation leading to the movement of the joints of the spine. So long story short, when we do the chiropractic adjustment, what we do is we get the joints of the spine moving again, those joints of the spine moving in and tell the brain, hey, everything's okay. We don't need to release more stress hormones right now. What does that do? Well, that turns off the release of adrenaline, epinephrine, and noradrenaline, norepinephrine. And then we get the amygdala not firing and remembering negative things and creating anxiety. That turns off the release of CRF within the amygdala, which also turns on our ability to have logic and better short-term memory, and it turns off instincts so we can be more logical. This also turns on the hippocampus. It starts to grow the cells of the hippocampus with every adjustment that we do when we move the joints of the spine the way that we do. It turns on the hippocampus. It turns off the stress hormones, and when those stress hormones are turned off and there's lots of movement of the joints of the spine... We get better factual learning. We get better memory. We get better focus. We get better attention. We get better motivation. All of that I share with you is to say this, is that I see kids in my office all the time struggling with school and it stresses the parents out. I don't want my kid to get held back. I don't want to homeschool them. I don't want to pay for a tutor. I don't want them to have other issues down the road. I simply want them to be successful in life. And yet no one is telling them that this is an option or an answer to the very cause of the problems with ADHD in the first place. There's nothing wrong with the kiddo. The kiddo is chronically stuck in stress mode. Now there are different reasons for this. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's mental. Sometimes it's chemical. Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's spiritual. With you, I can sit down and help you figure out exactly where it's at and measure it and show you on a scan that we do right here in our office. So I want to leave you with this. Who do you know struggling with these symptoms of ADHD? And how would it benefit their lives to be able to not miss details or make careless mistakes? How would it benefit your life or one of your family members' lives to have more attention, to listen better, to follow through more on task? To give full out mental effort when needed and when wanting to. Stopping losing things. Becoming less easily distracted so that you can get more done throughout the day. And becoming less forgetful. Now all of these things are possible. And I see it with adults. I see it with kids. I've seen kids come to me who could not read at 7, 8, 9, 10 years old who start reading because they have the focus in school to be able to do so again. I see adults who come to me because they say, you know what? I have much more motivation inside of my business or inside of my workplace. And I've actually made more money this year by seeing you, Dr. Daniel. And I'll continue to see you forever because of that. Because these people understand that the secret to ADHD and other chronic symptoms is chronic stress. And chronic stress that you may not even know is on on in your body unless you've had your nervous system checked. And we can turn it off through direct movement of the joints of the spine because this is the only way that you will start to function at 100%. And this goes into healing, it goes into your brain function, and many other things that I won't get into on this episode. You can go back and listen to other episodes of the podcast if you're interested in those. My friends, that is all I got for you today. If you got some value out of this episode, I will hope that you leave us a rating and leave us a review. And always, if you have questions, you can reach out to us, you can request an appointment with us. I would love to answer any questions or provide um, any research that I possibly can. I'm gonna link a couple things into the show notes just for you to check out on your own and see how... ADHD has been resolved with chiropractic care over and over and over and over again. And it's not because we're treating ADHD, 
we're allowing the body to go into healing mode the way it was designed to. My friends, reach out to us. I guarantee you we can change your life. I love and appreciate every single one of you. We'll come at you live again next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kindley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.